Longhorn Nation, we have updates from the fifth spring practice that happened on Thursday. We have those updates for you. A huge recruiting weekend in Austin. And I'm hearing one recruit potentially could commit this weekend. You don't want to miss who that is. And two future Longhorn superstars on the basketball team dominated in the McDonald's All-American game. We talk about how they may look on Chris Beard's team next season. Happy Friday, Longhorn Nation. You are Locked On Longhorns, your daily podcast on the Texas Longhorns. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm going to skip the spiel today. Jonathan Davis, host of Locked On Longhorns. Thank you for making uh, Locked On Longhorns your first listen of the day. What I do want to take some time to say is if you have not checked out my interview with Dr. April Finkley, mother of true freshman Justice Finkley, defensive end and future superstar for the Texas Longhorns, please make sure you go check that out. Dr. Finkley is an amazing woman. Just our time on camera and off camera, she dropped so many gems, such an inspiration. Everybody, all of the feedback I've gotten thus far is just about how amazing of a woman she is, amazing of a mother, a wife, an educator, just a really inspiring episode, probably my favorite episode I've done thus far. Um, And regardless of, of how far this podcast goes, we're just getting started. I think that will always be one of my favorite episodes, just an amazing woman. So make sure you go check that out on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast, my interview with Dr. April Finkley, mother of Justice Finkley, future superstar on defense for the Texas Longhorns. You will not regret it. An amazing episode and probably my best episode thus far. So let's get into these spring practice updates. We're going to start with the quarterback position and then run through the position groups per usual. So starting with the quarterback position, Hudson Card is getting the first team reps. Quinn Ewers is getting some reps with the first team, but largely working with the second team during spring practices. Um, Hudson Card has made an attempt to be more of a vocal leader, Um, just trying to show those intangibles that you would like to see from a starting quarterback. So being more of a vocal leader, being more interactive uh, with the team, kind of instructing Uh, players on the offense, you know, where they need to be and what he expects from them. Um, And, you know, that's good to see that, you know, you get to see that from your potential starting quarterback. But I've also, you know, heard that I'm not sure how receptive players are to it. Now, this isn't to say that they're blowing him off or it's going in one ear or out the other. But what I think has happened is when you've replaced as the starting quarterback the season before, There's so much hype around Quinn Ewers. Of course, some of these players have relationships with Quinn Ewers. I'm sure some of these players want Quinn Ewers to start. I think that that's going to affect how, you know, much they rally behind somebody like Hudson Card. And so I think as long as this quarterback battle goes on, it's going to be hard for either one of them to establish themselves as a leader. But I definitely have to respect Hudson Card for coming uh, into this spring with a new attitude, a new mindset, being more vocal. Um, and trying to show those intangibles that you want to see from the starting quarterback on a winning football team. So shout out to Hudson Carr for that. As far as Quinn Ewers, you know, B. John Robinson talked about how, you know, he's been a little bit more quiet and reserved uh, so far. He hasn't really shown or attempted uh, to be a leader. And and I know that, you know, Sark and, and the staff, I think they're doing a really good job of just allowing Quinn to come in and focus on what matters most, which is not winning the starting quarterback battle. But grasping the system, learning the concepts is a tough system to learn and coming right in and 
becoming a better quarterback and just a better football player, being comfortable at the University of Texas, being comfortable with the football team before he focuses on competing for the starting quarterback spot. And so um, they've allowed him to just come in and, and focus on being a better football player and letting the rest take care of itself when that time comes. And so, um, you know, Bijan talked about it as he continues to get more comfortable with the offense and with his teammates. I think he'll, you know, begin to show um, some more of that leadership role. But once again, I think Sark has done a really good job. It's just allowing him to come in and be a football player right now and worry about the quarterback competition later, even though we know, of course, it's in the back of his mind. And I think that both quarterbacks have looked really good so far. Both quarterbacks have shown, um, you know, some really good arm talent. Of course, we know that Quinn Ewers uh, has, you know, the type of arm talent that you don't see every day. Um, he's been described as a gunslinger. And, and I think that's why reports have come out that Hudson Card maybe has been a little bit more efficient um, on offense. One, because he knows the playbook. But two, you have a quarterback, uh, you know, like in Quinn Ewers, that's going to take some chances. You know, we've seen quarterbacks like Tony Romo, uh, Brett Favre that were described as gunslingers you know, and their ability to just make every throw and, and their confidence in their arm and, and getting the ball there before the defender can get there can get them in trouble sometimes. But you're going to take the good that comes with that on offense. You know, you always would rather rein a player in than have to tell him to be more aggressive. And so I love that about Quinn Ewers. And if his aggressive playing style creates a few more opportunities for the defense, so be it, because it's going to create way more opportunities for the offense and the receiver. So both quarterbacks are looking good so far in spring practice, showing a lot of arm talent, and it remains to be seen how the quarterback battle will shake out moving forward and who's going to take a significant lead moving towards the 2022 football season. At the running back position, the name that's kind of been surprising that's been coming out is Jaden Blue, true freshman out of Houston. They're saying that he has a knack for making defenders miss. He's been doing that a lot in practice, and he has really good speed. They said he just looks comfortable Already, So, of course, we know about Bijan and Roshan. They're going to be your two backs that are on the field the majority of the time. But I think this offense is really invested in finding a way to get Jaden Blue on the field this year with his skill set. I've also talked about how you potentially have a really nice two-headed monster with Ruben Owens if he commits to the University of Texas coming over next year. And then Jaden Blue in his second year, depending on what Roshan Johnson does, if he comes back another year uh, with this covert year of eligibility. But they really like Jaden Blue, and I think he's going to be your next um, you know, great running back at the 40 acres. This wide receiver group is a lot more confident and a lot more experienced. And I think that's showing up in practice, especially with Isaiah Nair coming over, who has just been a beast so far. We know that Jordan Whittington talked about changing, um, you know, his regimen and doing things that he needs to do to make sure that his body is going to be in better shape and he can handle a full season. Um, and Xavier Worthy, you know, he's came back even better. Um, he looked like one of the best true freshmen in college last year, and he's even better this year. And I think I thought one thing that Sark mentioned in his press conference that was really cool was that the receivers are focused on getting open. And it sounded like basic and generic when he said it, but then he kind of went into it. And it was just like a beautiful description of, you know, like last year, he said that they were kind of just, you know, running their routes, you know, going through the motions, you know kind of doing what they were aligned to do. But now they're really focusing on the little like intricacies that you need to do to throw off your defenders, set up defenders, um, you know, especially at the top of routes and then doing what they need to do to get open. I think a huge reason for that has been coach, you know, Brendan Marion, the wide receiver coach. I know he has a great relationship with all the receivers. They've talked about how great of a teacher he is when it comes to route running and just how much they respect him. And so um, this receiver group looks really good. And then we've also talked about how Casey Kane, 
um, has really been having a great spring. Marcus Washington, uh, we know what Troy, Troy O'Meary can do uh, when he's healthy, the talent that he has. And so, um, you know, he, uh, not head coach, wide receiver coach Brennan Marion has done a really good job with the receivers. And then also he talked about um, DB coach Terry Joseph and then also Xavier Worthy talked about just the one-on-ones they're getting in practice with the dbs we've talked about how great the dbs have been so far in practice really just the defense overall but especially the dbs and we know that iron sharpens iron that's one of my favorite quotes and so the dbs are really challenging the receivers and making them even better and that's only going to benefit both groups going into the season from what they've seen in practice so good stuff from the dbs which we'll talk about in a little bit and really good stuff uh, from the receivers that we're seeing so far for your first team offensive line, it's been the same for all five spring practices. But we've talked a lot about the offensive line class that's coming in. Six are coming in over the summer. Only one is on campus right now. Cole Hudson, who has been getting snaps or reps with the second team at right guard. But they've described him as really powerful and versatile. And they think that if things continue to go the way they are, he will get some playing time this year and potentially by the end of the year be a starter at the left guard or the right guard, possibly, probably the right guard position. So we've all kind of questioned how, how this offensive line class would fit in with any of them, be able to come in and play right away. And it looks like Cole Hudson being here in the spring is on track to take potentially one of those five spots moving into the season. So good things from Cole Hudson, one of your seven 2022 offensive linemen so far. The defensive line, they've shown a tendency to be able to stop the run, but they haven't shown the improvement they would have liked to see thus far in the pass rush. We still have a lot of way to go, so this doesn't mean they can't rush the passer at all. It just means they're not where they want to be yet. Now they're still in the market for transfer Oshawn Mathis. We know that, you know, Jamon Tapp, Derek Brown uh, commits like that are coming over the summer. So, you know, potentially the pass rush will improve at that point. But they've looked good so far against the run. I know that Savandre Sweat um, had a really good day. but they're still looking to improve in the pass rush. One thing that they are going to do, I think, to improve the pass rush is play a lot more man coverage. And this is for a few reasons. One, playing man coverage, just being sticky, um, kind of being attached to the receiver's hips is going to put a lot more pressure on opposing offenses and the quarterback rather than just giving them easier throws, timing throws um, in that zone defense. Another reason you want to play man defense is because it gives you a lot more versatility on what you can do on the defensive side, right? So when you play that man defense, now you can drop somebody else into the box on run plays and have an extra defender in the box to stop the run, but also, you know, potentially use them as a blitzer um, and, and passing downs or have them kind of roam in the short to intermediate route and, and throw off the offense and the quarterback. So I know that they want to be a lot more aggressive, play up on the receivers a lot more and play more man coverage uh, to help out the defensive line but also make sure they're being more aggressive against receivers and throwing off opposing offenses and quarterbacks at linebacker. We know that David Benda has been the name that's continuously been coming out this spring. Uh, they're talking about his passion that he's playing with, um, just him showing some leadership skills. Um, he's getting to the ball, flying to the ball, and showing really good instincts and coverage as well. Jalen Ford has been mentioned a few times as having really good practices. Haven't heard a lot about Agent Zero, and there was one practice where he was getting reps with the second team. Not sure if there's any cause for concern or anything's going on there. If I hear anything, you'll be the first to know. But David Benda and Jalen Ford have looked really good at the linebacker position. We've talked about Ryan Watts, Terrence Brooks, and Jalen Gilbo at DB. But they're saying that Jade Barron 
is separating himself. Now he's been at the nickel star position and he's also played some corner, but they're saying that he is really separating himself and having a really good spring. And they're super excited about what he's going to be able to do in the fall. So overall, Good things coming out of all the position groups, but the defense has looked really good and are looking like they are going to go from being a liability last year to potentially a strength for this Texas football team. Coming up next, a huge weekend in Austin for recruiting, and one recruit that I'm hearing is likely to commit at the 40 Acres this weekend. Have you tried Built Bars, especially the Puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bars' best-tasting bars. Puffs are the first-ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate with flavors like yummy cinnamon churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. These are going to be your new favorite. At Built Bar, they're all about the taste. They make it taste delicious first and then figure out how to make it healthy. And I don't know how, but they pull it off. Every single time, go to built.com, use promo code locked 15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code locked 15 for 15% off at built.com. So, we know that last weekend was a huge weekend for recruitment in Austin and Texas relays, and this weekend is no different. A lot of big recruits are going to be at the 40 acres this weekend, and so I'm going to tell you about a few of them. I'm hearing that, well, first off. So Samaj Barrow, the inside linebacker, Texas is really keyed in on him out of Crowley in Fort Worth. He was scheduled to go to Ohio State this weekend, but he canceled that visit and he's going to be in Austin. Now, if you follow recruiting, you know that Samaj Barrow was also in Austin last weekend. And I mentioned him on the podcast as he said that the, the thing that stood out to him was the player accountability. So it's very interesting that he canceled his Ohio State visit to come back to Austin. Now, you know that we got Ryan Watts and Quinn Ewers from Ohio State. Now, Samaj Burrell is canceling his Ohio State visit. So is Texas 3-0 against Ohio State in the, in the, in the commits and, and recruits over the last couple of years? But um, I'm hearing from a few different people that Samaj Burrell has made his decision and he is locked in to the Longhorns. And will be his announcing his commitment very soon. Four-star inside linebacker, Samaj Burrow. I'm hearing, don't jump on me if it doesn't happen, but I'm hearing from multiple people that he is locked in on the Longhorns and will be announcing his commitment very soon, potentially even this weekend. So look out for that. And if he does commit, remember where you heard it. Another player, Ruben Owens. So he wasn't able to make the visit last week we know you know the the talk about him being the triplets with Jonte cook and arch manning he wasn't able to make the visit last week but he will be in austin he canceled his visit to syracuse i'm not sure why he was visiting syracuse in the first place but i know that he's keeping his recruitment 100 open so shout out to him but he will be in austin this weekend i think that texas are the favorites to land his commitment as well um, but I also, you know, know that him, Jonte Cook and Arch Manning are really interested in playing with each other. So I think that they'll probably announce their commitments around the same time or he might even wait until Arch uh, makes his decision before he makes a decision. But he will be in Austin this weekend. So a good sign for the Longhorns on where they are standing in Ruben Owens commitment, especially with him canceling uh, his recruitment visit uh, to Syracuse. So three receivers that are going to be at the 40 acres. We already talked about Jonte Cook. It looks like he'll be returning 
one of the top receivers in the country out of DeSoto. Um, so that's a good sign for them. Jaquez Petaway out of Houston, a really fast receiver. He will be making a visit to the 40 acres this weekend. Also, Jalen Brown, one of the best receivers in the country, number 23 overall prospect out of Miami. Blazing speed, 10-8 in the 100, 21-8 in the 200. He will be visiting the 40 acres this weekend. Very interesting that three of the top receivers in the country are all coming to Texas on the same weekend, almost as if they have inside intel about a potential quarterback that may be coming to the 40 acres. I don't know. I don't know. On the offensive line side, you got Zalance Hurd, uh, offensive line. I hope I said his name right. He will visit. Then also Jaden Chapman, who was in Austin last weekend, is making another visit to the 40 acres. Sources believe that the Longhorns are the leader for his commitment. So it's good to see him visiting in back-to-back weekends. Maybe we'll see a commitment from him soon. Two really key defensive prospects that are going to be at the 40 acres this weekend, Anthony Hill, five-star linebacker out of Denton. I'm not sure if Texas are the leaders for his commitment, but it's good to see that he's coming to Austin. It's good to see that they're at least still in the running. One advantage that Texas does have is that he was teammates in high school with JT Sanders at Denton. And so, you know, hopefully JT is working hard to get Anthony Hill at the 40 acres Texas lost out on five-star linebacker last year, Harold Perkins. He ended up going to LSU. But if they can bring in linebacker Anthony Hill in next year's recruiting class, you're looking at instantly, uh, you know, probably a top five to seven recruiting class. That's how good Anthony Hill is at linebacker. And we talked about how, you know, although I think players are improving, this is a position right now uh, that isn't really deep and doesn't have a great long-term outlook for what they're going to do at the linebacker position, well, that would change immediately if you bring in Anthony Hill out of Denton. And if Samaje Burrow, once again, commits, like I'm hearing, he will very soon to the University of Texas. And then you have J.V. and Toviano, the cornerback, who largely, you know, most people think he'll be coming to Texas. He'll be visiting as well. A cornerback out of Arlington, one of the best corners in the country. So a lot of great prospects at the University of Texas. And I'm hearing they're viewing this as even a, a more important weekend. Of course, last weekend got all the hype because Arch Manning, you know, was in the building. Arch Manning was at the facility. He was in Austin. But I'm hearing that they're keying in on this weekend a little bit more, and, it, and it's more um, important for them, one, because I think there's a, a bigger influx of talent coming in. You know, you had the bigger names with Arch Manning coming in last weekend, but I think this is a more rounded group that's coming to visit this weekend and you don't have the distraction of Texas relays and everything that was going on in Austin last weekend. So they'll really be able to focus on Texas football and catering to these recruits. So I'm going to say it one more time. Do not jump on me if it doesn't happen, but I'm hearing from multiple people that Samaj Burrow inside linebacker out of Crowley in Fort Worth is locked into the Longhorns and plans on committing very, very, soon coming up next two future longhorns dominated in the mcdonald's all-american game and the future looks bright for chris beard and this basketball team but first another word from our sponsors after months of playing college basketball has determined the top teams for the final four and will determine this year's national champion this coming week betonline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info from all the latest odds contests and player props you name it 
Bet Online remains the best spot for all of your latest sports developments, including podcasts and reviews for all the leagues this season. And it's not just basketball. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sport wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, so this happened a few days ago. I wasn't able to get to it, but the McDonald's All-American game took place, and Texas had two five-star commits that participated in this game. So five-star forward Dylan Mitchell, the number 14th overall prospect in the country out of Mount Verde. If you're not familiar with Mount Verde, it is a prep school in Florida. Players that have been at Mount Verde include Kay Cunningham, who was the most recent number one overall pick in the NBA draft from Arlington, Ben Simmons, he went to Mount Verde, and then also um, the Timberwolves. Wow, how did I forget his name just that fast? D'Angelo Russell, he went to Mount Verde. Jeez, D'Angelo Russell, he went to Mount Verde. So a lot of talent uh, comes out of Mount Verde. It's an NBA factory, and let's hope uh, that Dylan Mitchell, who's stopping at the University of Texas, hopefully on his way uh, to the NBA, is the next you know, line of, of great prospects to come out of Montverde Academy in Florida. So 24-7 Sports has compared him to Kelly Oubre, just kind of a do-it-all wing that shows a lot of defensive versatility, uh, can guard a lot of different positions. And we know how key, um, you know, defense and attention to detail is in Chris Beard's system. I think he's a perfect fit, um, somebody that could probably come in right away and guard one through four, um, bring that intensity, but also give you some punch on the offensive end, rebound, and also you know, serve as a playmaker on the wing as well. So once again, just to do it all forward, who I think is going to thrive in Chris Beer's defensive system and also give you a lot of offensive versatility. He can do a lot of things. He's freaky athletic. Um, you know, he flies above the rim and he can make a lot of acrobatic plays. So um, he had nine points, four rebounds and two assists in the McDonald's All-American game and looked really good. And once again, I think he's a perfect fit in Chris Beer's system. Cannot wait to see him in the burnt orange and white. Arterior, Arterio Morris, excuse me, the number 19 overall prospect in the country out of Kimball High School in Dallas. Explosive point guard. He's been compared to Ja Morant. And I know I'm putting probably a lot of pressure on him. You know, Ja Morant is looking like an MVP candidate at times this year. But that just shows the type of talent he has. And I think he comes in right away as a guard that gives you a lot of offensive punch. You know, last time, I mean, at times last year, we saw that the offense bogged down. Um, they had stretches where they would go three, four, five, six. The game against Purdue, 10 minutes, you know, without scoring. Uh, and I don't think that – I think a player like Arterio Morris helps that a lot. Just an explosive playmaker um, that can beat you off the bounce, can knock down the J, and can get to the free throw line. And so I think he helps with your offensive line. And, and just being an athletic, um, you know, point guard that can also defend and run the show for you. So he had 12 points, three assists, and one steal in the McDonald's All-American game. So it's good to see the two five-star prospects come into the 40 acres combined for 21 points against the best recruits in the country. The future is definitely bright for Chris Beard and this basketball team. They're also bringing in four-star guard Rowan Broombaugh, um, who is a really good defender as well and will probably come off the bench. And so we know that Dylan Askew is coming back. I think he's going to be uh, one of the starting guards probably next to Arterio Morris. I think he probably comes in and starts right away. And then – um, you're looking at Dylan Mitchell at the wing. They've talked about Timmy Allen potentially coming back, saying he was not satisfied how he went out with two points and two rebounds against Purdue. So I think it would be really interesting to see um, if you could put, 
you know, Dylan Mitchell and Timmy Allen and how they would work next to each other, especially with uh, Dylan Mitchell's defensive versatility and Timmy Allen's offense. And then, of course, we know Kristen Bishop is coming back. He's likely going to be your starting center. And then Brock Cunningham off the bench, just that glue guy making Brock Cunningham type plays. Um, so um, Chris Beard is doing a really good job uh, putting uh, this team together. And I think they're going to be a lot better next year than we saw this year. Although, you know, this team didn't really disappoint or anything. I think this is a team that's primed uh, to make a sweet 16 run next year with Chris Beard doing such a good job in recruitment. Once again, bringing in five-star forward Dylan Mitchell out of Montverde and five-star point guard Arterio Morris out of Kimball High School in Dallas. It remains to be seen if Timmy Allen uh, will come back. We know that Courtney Ramey just entered the transfer portal. I think that even if he doesn't get drafted, he'll likely transfer somewhere where he has a chance to be more of the lead guard. Um, you're looking at, you know, Marcus Carr. I'm not sure if he'll come back. Um, you know, he's a dad. And, and I think that that's playing a heavy factor into, you know, if he'll come back. And then, of course, Andrew Jones, who's been at University of Texas forever, uh, he might just be burned out or, you know, might want to do something different. So um, it's looking like you're definitely going to have uh, a lot of new players at the guard positions, but some really talented players comes in. And if Timmy Allen comes back as your, your leading scorer, it's going to be a smaller team. But if Timmy Allen comes back as your leading scorer, it's going to be a dangerous basketball team next year. Thank you, Longhorn Nation, for tuning in to another episode of Locked on Longhorns, your daily number one source for all things Texas athletics, a huge series for your Texas baseball team against Oklahoma, our bitter rival in Arlington this weekend. I'm currently in Arlington. I will be at the Saturday game at noon. If you see me, give me a holler and let's support our baseball team as they hopefully sweep the Sooners this weekend. Longhorn Nation, peace.